Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. And welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Hopefully I have the correct microphone open so you can all hear me. It is the day before St. Patty's Day. And uh, enjoying the luck of the Irish uh, tonight for various reasons is Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello, sir. How are you? Good evening, sir. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, you are lucky, I say, because uh, you have the Buffalo Bills... Uh, background you are very very happy with uh, the news that's been coming out uh, today yes as i said to somebody on twitter i said apparently the buffalo bills general manager brian bean was told warp factor nine mr sulu because <laughs> they went ahead and signed vaughn miller at a number that i didn't think the bills would ever do both in terms of term and in terms of the amount of dollars I think it's six. I think it's six years, one hundred twenty thousand, or one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty million. Mm-hmm. And I'm going one. That's a big number. Two. That's going to take him into his late thirties if he plays out the entire contract. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. we get two, three years out of him, that's going to make a scary defense. Yikes! So to remind everybody, this guy is. Um... A defensive player, a linebacker, formerly of the L.A. Rams, who incidentally won the big game. I almost said the SB word, which we can't. It's a no-no. Well, I look at it this way. 
Mr. Miller probably looked at the team, realized that the coach is also gone, mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I'm probably only going to play a few more years. So yeah. I'm going to get money mm-hmm. on a team that might go back to the big game very shortly. Mm-hmm. And seeing as how Buffalo is positioned, with the only real speed bumps being in Kansas City. <laughs> Sorry, I, every time I say that those words, it makes me ill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, especially with all the other AFC East and uh, rest of the thing contenders, not doing that much to upgrade themselves except for one team. Mm. That would be, of course, the Denver Broncos, who picked up Russell Wilson. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. And that could be scary. It really could be. So I'm like going, mm. this this is a good time for the Bills to say, okay, we're going to take our defense, crank it to 11, and break off the knob. <laughs> um, I should point out that somebody just redeemed Switch Sarah, so we covertly did that in the corner right there. So thank you, Flax J, for that uh, redemption. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bree says, my mom is so happy for the Broncos. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you've basically, you know, taken your quarterback position, which was frankly a pit of misery, mm. and you've taken it and added Russell Wilson, who, while not necessarily the best of the best, mm-hmm. is at least, I would say, in the top six. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of, of quarterbacks. So I'm going, that is quite the upgrade. And the defense is still pretty solid in Denver, so mm-hmm. they could be another speed bump. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's uh, something we will enjoy after the other sports that happen between now and football. Um, before we continue, of course, welcome to everybody watching and listening. If you're watching us, remember audio versions of this show are available on Spotify and Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash enemy radio. And if, conversely, if you're listening to us, please watch us. You can see me and Neff in all of our glory by going to twitch.tv forward slash extreme enemy radio. And not only that, you can also watch us stream some games. Well, well wait a minute. You said in all our glory, I had to raise this eyebrow. I'm going, me? Not glory. No, 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 not so much. <laughs> You're gloriously green, my friend. But that's, of course, tomorrow is St. Patty's Day. Yes. So, uh, I, uh, I was looking for a background for St. Patrick's Day. I put down St. Patrick's, and I get listings for St. Patrick's Cathedral. Well, <laughs> but, Unless uh, we're looking to drive the snakes out of Ireland, in which case, hmm. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Extreme Football Analysis Call, it says. <laughs> but uh, very quickly, um, it looks like baseball finally got all their ducks in a row, right? Well, it only took the threat of some lost paychecks for both sides to finally realize and go, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe we can do a deal that we can all live with. We might not all be happy, but we can at least live with the results. Mm-hmm. So, abbreviated season, and uh, what's your favorite team going into the season? Well, of course, that would be the Toronto Blue Jays, who just happened to pick up a third baseman out of Oakland, who is a silver uh, silver glove winner. Mm-hmm. I think that's the term. Uh, Mark Chapman. And the best part is, with the new deals that have been made with con- regard to content, if you're a diehard baseball fan, mm-hmm. you will now find yourself not only having to... Uh, 
get your own cable TV subscription, mm-hmm. MLB TV, and now Apple TV Plus. Oh, great. One of those ranges. Why? Yeah, why? Because now, instead of it being on YouTube and free, it's now on Apple TV Plus as Friday Night Baseball. Friday Night Baseball. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that kind of reminiscent of something else? <laughs> and I'm going to mention it really quick because I think it's important to note that the Monday Night Football crew has been blown up again. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, can't, we can't stay off of the topic of football, can we? Well, unfortunately, when there are these seismic shifts, mm. it's kind of like you can't really ignore it. In this right. case... The seismic shift being the entire Monday Night Football crew being blown out the door and replaced with the Fox top crew, that being Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. That's that's a big deal. And uh, now who fills in the shoes over at Fox? Well, there are a couple of candidates. I'm I'm not so worried about Fox because they'll find somebody to at least, you know, keep the chair warm until the next, you know, great voice comes along or great analysis come analysis analyst comes along right that's what fox is good at mm. generally speaking i mean i would have been more worried if they had for example said okay uh we're gonna take the uh, joe buck and troy aikman and throw them on sunday night football mm. that would have been a bit more uh-oh yeah <laughs> although the rumor's still out there that al michaels may end up on the amazon and again, we're talking about the splintering of sports, folks, uh, package uh, regarding uh, Thursday night football. That's right. Uh, that's and where now, you have to get your – what's that? I was going to say, and now since we've been talking about splintering all night, let's talk about bringing things together. Funimation and Crunchyroll are now being merged into some sort of weird thing. Okay. No, I haven't, because remember, I've kind of been off the radar for a little bit. Okay. So, essentially what's going to happen, Funimation will no longer be streaming titles. Oh. And in fact, the Funimation name, for all intents and purposes, is going to go away. Wow, that's a big, big change. And Crunchyroll will have everything, including the, the whole... Etc. dubbing and all the rest of that stuff. But here's the thing. When they originally announced this, they loudly proclaimed that all the titles on the Funimation streaming service would move over to Crunchyroll. Turns out that may not be exactly what happens. Is there some because, sort of legal issue coming around with that? Or, or potentially... And this is what I mean. The fandom, unfortunately, has gone berserk. Okay, mm. I, I'm I'm more seasoned. I've seen more things, so I'm not quite ready to you know jump off a bridge yet. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that some of the fandom is worried about is Funimation has the home video version of several titles. It's not clear if it will be the home video version that makes it over to Crunchyroll or the broadcast TV version. Now, okay. in some cases, it's because of the quality of the animation. Because for broadcast TV, corners get cut, and sometimes it's very obvious. Mm. But then there's the other reason you want the home video version. I will only give you a three-word answer for that reason. 
Pimp Daddy Moroku. <clears throat> oh, one of those. J- yeah, and I've broken JR again. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Which is why when Microsoft had a sale on certain titles of animation for the home video versions of certain titles, uh, the fool in the closet got a hold of my credit card. Click, 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 click. How many did you buy? Uh, I want to say about 10. <laughs> now, they were on sale, mind you. Right. So $7 Canadian a crack plus taxes. Just So a... that's not horrible. No, that's not horrible for a price, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be they'll be around as long as the Microsoft service is around, I'm supposing. Mm. And I don't see Microsoft wanting to shut her shop at any point in the near future. Yeah, I think you're going to be a, in a good space for that, uh, for your Pimp Daddy Moroku titles. Yeah, it's like, oh dear. Yeah. I just have to remember, get him a tablet and soundproof that bloody closet. <laughs> I will talk a little bit about Crunchyroll myself because uh, I have come across a new title to watch. And uh, this partially involves uh, my trip. Um, I just finished a vacation. Um, I can disclose it now because it's after the fact. But my folks and I went to Key West for a few days. Uh, wonderful time, wonderful relaxing trip. Uh, in Florida, the land of no masks, but that's another subject. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we flew a nonstop flight to Key West, which is very, very convenient. But... Um, one of the things uh, that you're limited is only one check bag per person. Otherwise, the plane will be too heavy to land in Key West. Key West has a 5,000-foot runway. You need every inch of it when you're, whether you're taking off or landing. I'm going to ask a question I probably don't want to, want to know the answer to. How large was this plane? 70 seats. Ooh. Yeah, th- th- that's the kind of plane where it's like, you're lucky you get a seat. Yes. Ugh. But one of the things I was lucky to bring was my iPad. Oh, which is mm-hmm. over here. This is the iPad. I've shown this before. My iPad Air, um, which um, I got at the right time because apparently there's a new iPad Air coming out now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's due to be released actually Friday. Right. First deliveries of the new one. So, But uh, no, this one's working like a gem. And uh, I took advantage of a new Crunchyroll service. Um, I upgraded to the $9.99 a month service. Uh, which I might keep considering I have a few other trips planned in the next few months, and then I'll just downgrade it back to seven ninety nine because I won't need the extra feature that comes when you pay two more dollars a month, that being offline viewing. So you can download titles from Crunchyroll onto your device and watch them at your leisure without having to stream anything over the slow, sluggish airplane Wi-Fi. I was going to say, I've used AirPlay Wi-Fi in the past. I wouldn't try to stream anything. <laughs> no. So the anime that I watched, I don't know enough if you're familiar with the title. It's called Run With The Wind. It, um, I, I keep wanting to say Run Like The Wind, but it's really Run With The Wind. It's a manga that they've turned into, I think, both a live action and an anime. Uh, the anime was released uh, three years ago and is available on Crunchyroll. And it is the story of this elite runner in high school 
who has turned to the dark side, and we see him stealing something from a convenience store and using his skills as a runner to outrun the people trying to chase him down. And uh, then this guy runs up to him on a bike and says, Do you like to run? I have an idea. Why don't you join our school? So, this guy enrolls this runner into a, um, a university, and he invites him to uh, room and board with eight other individuals in the same building and like one or two to a room of stuff. So, once he gets him into the dorm, he unhatches his secret plan because what he really wants to do, the person who recruited this runner, what he really wanted to do is to compete in an annual race for university students, um, a running race, a road race called the Hakone Ekiden, which you need 10 runners for. Voila, here are your 10 runners. And they're like, mm. what are you doing? Well, they're, he, then he tells them, well, in the fine print of, the, of your rental contract, it says that you will be joining this running club. We're like, what? So this guy is a conniver. Mm. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you bury something like that in a contract? Yeah, you're not exactly playing on the, uh, on the level playing field, what we say there. No. So we have our protagonist, the food thief and elite runner, the guy who recruits him, the conniver, who is also an elite runner, and then eight random gentlemen who is like, what's running? And okay. they are now having to struggle to do their running to prepare for the Hakone Ekiden. So I'll try to explain to you briefly what that is, Neff. It is an annual two-day event that is run in the areas of Tokyo and Hakone and places in between. Um, I believe it is 100 kilometers uh, in each direction between Tokyo and Hakone. So... I'll try to put it to you this way. Do you remember, Neff, when we took the train from Shinjuku to Hakone and did that little day trip around Hakone with uh, Mary and Kenichi? Yep. Okay. So, more or less that as a road race, round trip. Oof. So, it's about, I think it's a little more than 100 kilometers in one direction to Hakone. And... um it ends at the um, the end of Lake Asi. So that's where we boarded the bus and took the winding roller coaster trip back down to the train. Remember that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that bus trip where it's like, my stomach will be okay, I hope. <laughs> oh, boy, watching this, this driver, and he was flying, and it's just going, oh, yeah, we'll be finished soon. One way or the other. <laughs> Next time we'll take an Uber, but that's uh, for another day. Um, so each day, um, the 100 plus kilometers is split into five segments of 
about 20 kilometers each. And it's kind of like a relay race. So starting in Tokyo, you have the first member of your 10-person team run 20 kilometers. Then second person runs the next 20 kilometers. And then they get to Hakone. That's five legs. The following day, five more runners, five legs back to Tokyo. And that's the Hakone Ekiden. Very, very prestigious um, event um, in universities. Um, kind of similar stature, I think, to the school tournaments that they do for baseball in uh, Osaka every year. Hmm. Interesting. So I've actually seen YouTube videos of how the Hakone Ekiden actually runs. Um, and they have some people who are standing next to a railroad crossing of the Hakone cable car that we took. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the relay race, the runners have to go over the tracks. So they have marshals from the railroad that are being, uh, I guess, radioed. They know where the runners are on the course. And then when they're a few minutes away, they have to stop the trains from running to let each runner pass through. And each runner had, um, you know, just kind of you're looking at the New York City Marathon. There's a press truck with a couple of cameras that are up ahead of him, and then they run, you know? Hmm. I'm trying to figure, though. I'm listening, I'm listening to your, your explaining this. I'm going, I could see where there's some, you know, possibilities for interpersonal drama, but I'm also going, running? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's uh, something that is abnormal, I think, when it comes to anime subjects. Don't you agree? I, I would tend to agree. Yeah, that that running. I mean, the only other thing, well, it was more track and field uh, years ago, Suzuka, but that was more of a, a romance with the, with the sports mm-hmm. sort of in, interspersed with it. Right. Okay. There's nothing. Um, there is. Um... There is a, a lead female character in this, um, but I don't think she's involved in the story quite as much right now because, again, I'm only four episodes in, and I think it's uh, one of those half-a-year-running animes, so about 23, 24 episodes, that sort of thing. Mm. So, uh, But uh, more or less now, it's more of the camaraderie that these guys have, Uh trying to run as a team because remember you have eight of the ten people that are like what's the hakone ekiden they have no idea what they're getting into but they got connived remember mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, all got suckered yeah you know, got suckered that would be a better term but um yeah it's um it's something that i downloaded on crunchyroll here on my ipad um and now i'm streaming it here um the download on Crunchyroll kind of works the same way that I've seen most places do, or the ones I understand anyway. You download each episode. You're good for seven days for it to be sitting on your iPad. Once you start watching it, you have 48 hours to finish it. But if you kind of sign back into Crunchyroll online, you can restart all of those clocks. Hey, I mean, if you're tra- so, if you're traveling, you generally wouldn't nowadays stay off Wi-Fi more than seven days. Oh yeah, generally, unless mm-hmm. you're, you know, 
really even a remote area, right? Or you're going yeah. to a location where accessing Crunchyroll might be a problem? Well, technically, if you're in an area where, for example, license doesn't exist for a title, mm-hmm. could you actually download it again? Could you actually reset the timer? Or would it just say, nope, sorry, you're not in the right area? And That's a good question. Hmm. But um, but no. I mean, uh, as long as you stay within North America, you're fine because Canada and the U.S. is treated as one big lump for, as far <laughs> as licensing is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's when you get into Europe that things get really messy. Right. And if you get to a certain point overseas, you ain't getting nothing. Right. But uh, speaking of messy, uh, that, that that's what it seems what the rest of the world is right now. Messy between... Uh, COVID restrictions lifting and uh, geopolitical conflicts. Mm. Yes, when you have a certain madman decide mm. that, you know what? I'm going to just throw bombs mm. and I'm going to be a jerk. And I'm cleaning this up very much so, believe me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, you're like going, oh dear. Okay, how do we stop him? Mm. Well, the old-fashioned way is you throw bombs at him right back. The newfangled way, cut off his money mm. and watch everything crumble around him. Right. Um, I've actually been kind of been paying attention to aviation news, and uh, the situation is a little bit dire, especially if you're if you want to take a flight, say from Europe to Asia. Unless you take a big detour, it's going to be nigh impossible right now because of these um, airspace restrictions. Uh, Russia is a uh, a major point for um, a lot of airlines to transit through going in between the areas. And in fact, now I'm looking at some of the flight tracker maps. Um, Japan, um, as you know, Japan is reopening their borders slowly. Um and now a lot of their flights to Europe have been cut off. Um, they are still running a few flights. For example, I, I saw that Japan Airlines is still flying from Tokyo to London, but they can't go over Russia, so they have to go the long way. And what is the long way, Neff? Would the long way be through Canada? The long way would be through Canada. Ooh. Yikes. That would add at least three to four hours? I would think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, they have the aircraft, like the 777s and the Dreamliners. They have enough range. But, yeah, with those longer flights and also the price of fuel going up and starting to go down a little bit now. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on these airlines to try to um, find ways around the problem. Or raise their prices to compensate. Most airlines will take door number two. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier that way. Mm. But, um, no, there's some optimistic news. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, Neff, but you told me before we came on the air that Canada is looking to follow the... um, I guess the same path as the UK in a way. Well, not exactly, because I think the UK is about to abolish all of its entry rules related to COVID. Well, I I think 
Britain has decided, or the UK has decided, they're just going to live with it. Right. Which is all well and good for those who, you know, can get medical care should they need it. The problem is not everybody can, or at least not in a timely fashion. So I just go, okay, mm-hmm. this could be interesting. Right. Especially because there have been apparently resurgences of COVID in certain areas. Right. And new variants. So mm-hmm. we shall see. I mean, Canada is going to be basically say, take the position that as long as you're vaccinated, fine, come on in. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the the new rule. Okay. So, which is good as far as you know. If I want to go somewhere, at least I can come back without having to worry about you know sticking something up my nose, you know, shortly before I come home. Right. If 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 the rules stay the way they are now, coming into the U.S., you still have to get your nose picked uh, a day before you take the flight. But I could always drive. You could always drive, and then you don't have to get your nose picked. <laughs> well, I mean, now that the weather's warmer, you know, with the hybrid, I can do 930 kilometers to a tank. <laughs> you know? This is the time to have a hybrid car, huh? Oh, right now I am laughing. I got to be honest because yeah. I put in 30 liters the other day and it was the first time I'd filled up in about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, meanwhile, I see these cars where I'm like going. You just filled up last week, didn't you? Because people are angrily shoving, you know, the, the hose into the thing, angrily putting the hose back on the pump, and it's just like, yeah, these are these are people who are basically, you know, just you know, putting their life into their gas tank. All right. I've been reading a lot of people complain now and um, bringing back thoughts of uh, the effect of gas prices that are called, um, I think it's called the brick and feather effect. Are you familiar with that? That term doesn't really ring a bell. All right, maybe I have it wrong, but the understanding is when the oil prices go up, kind of a brick drops down on the gas prices and they just climb right away. And then oh, when yeah, they the- start going back down, the oil pr- the price for gasoline, for example, that float down like a feather. Okay. Well, it's the same it's the same thing where you're like, "Wait a minute. Why did the price of gas that's already in the tanks in at the gas station shoot up 30 cents overnight?" Mm. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Except, you know, the oil company going, "Hey, there's geopolitical conflict over there." Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Now, if this was 6 months in, Mm-hmm. I could say, yeah, because the you know the the raw product is more expensive, et cetera. I can see that, and I could see it would take a long time to come down. Mm-hmm. But when it goes zooming up, and it's still the same gas that it was not two minutes before, you decided to crank it by thirty cents. I mean, at one point here, we had let's see, I think it was a buck eighty nine for the for the regular stuff with ethanol in it, which. Ugh, I don't like because ethanol is, a, is you know, not as energy dense, which means you aren't getting as far. Mm. So I always buy the ethanol free fuel, which is, of course, much more expensive. Mm-hmm. How expensive, you ask? Remember I said I filled up with 30 liters? Mm-hmm. $2.11 a liter. And that's with a three cent discount. Oh, boy. So that was about $6.86 a gallon, roughly. Wow, Canadian, but that's still a large amount. 
no, no. That when I said six eighty six, that's six eighty six U.S. Oh, oh. So he, don't forget, he's already done the conversion for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did all that converting, all that stuff. So it's like six dollars and eighty six cents U.S. a gallon, a U.S. gallon up here. Oh. So Great. you guys, you guys complaining about four dollars and five dollars down there? Yeah, we're still getting hosed up here. Bree bringing up in the chat. Um, yeah, a very important backbone of uh, transportation here are truck drivers. Uh, apparently, it costs them $1,000 for a tank of fuel. Well, think of it this way. Your average large pickup truck, we'll say a Ford F-150, mm-hmm. 120 liters to mm-hmm. a tank. Imagine filling that thing up from near empty. Mm-hmm. Imagine the bank load you need to pay it off. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, bank loans with higher interest rates because now our interest rates are going up. Well, I don't know about you down there, but we they raised ours up here by, I think it was half a point or a quarter of a point. And people are going like it's the end of the world. I'm going, it's a, it's a half percentage point at the bank. Of, right. of Bank of Canada. So that means that the commercial rate goes up by maybe three quarters of a point, maybe a point. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the world mm-hmm. unless you are so leveraged on that overpriced bubble house you bought that basically that 1% rise on the variable interest rate loan you took out to buy that bubble priced house. Oops. <laughs> Um, let's see, $4 per gallon for gas, uh, for flux, Liz 407 in my neck of the woods, regular gas, not premium, but regular, um, depending on where you go, it's anywhere from 425 to 455 right now. Now is the 425 gas considered quote unquote top tier gas? Regular gasoline, so 87 no, no. octane? No, because now the scam, if, you, if you've if you noticed in the owner's manuals of cars recently, uh-huh. they all insist you buy top-tier uh, gasoline that is certified to be top-tier. So like the Exxon and the BP, exactly. that sort of thing? Not, not the Uncle Sal's uh, discount gasoline around the corner type of deal. Right. Now, um... Even though in theory they're the same gasoline, to be <laughs> honest. Um, so the BP near where I work is 425, uh, and the mobile, which is the closest one to my house, that's the one that's the highest at 455. Although, um, uh, it's two sides of the coin. Uh, one, uh, one side I'm thinking that's too much, but then the other side, we do have an Amazon warehouse and all the delivery trucks use that gas station to fill up their tanks. Well, it's the same scam if you rent a car at the airport and you have to return the car at the airport and you have to return it with a full tank of gas. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, sure as, you know, night follows day that the gas uh, that the gas around the airport is going to be that much higher because they know that you're going to pay it. Oh, yeah. That that was one thing uh, um, I've flown into Texas um, a few times. And um, Dallas-Fort Worth, I've rented cars out of a few times. The gas station that is right next to where you drop off your rental cars 
is probably like somewhere between 50 cents and a dollar more than the one that's, say, right next to the interstate, uh, maybe about five or ten minutes away. Well, yeah. I mean, when I had to rent a car down in the U.S., I said, you know what? I'm just paying so that I can just bring it back to you with empty, and I won't care because I knew <laughs> I knew that scam was going to happen. So it's like, no, no, no. I know the scam. I'll just pay it now as opposed to pay it later, right? Oh, yeah. So actually, one of the things I'm looking at um, for maybe possible future trip, but I got to weigh the pros and cons with this. Um, renting a car through Turo, which is sort of like an Airbnb for cars. I, you know, I mean... The idea isn't bad in theory, but I get kind of nervous when I'm driving a rental car. Never mind somebody else's car that's actually, you know, their car, oh, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, if you have a problem with the rental car, you've got everything contracted out. You can just say, okay, look here, you know, mm-hmm. put it, you know, t- the collision damage waiver, whatever. But when you're talking about somebody else's car that they use every day or, you know, they use somewhat, otherwise you would be able to rent it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like, no, no. I was uh, I was looking at a location for a possible getaway in a few months, and I went to Turo, and oh, they they work with the airport. Okay, so I'm looking at the options: hundred and fifty dollars a day for a Maserati. It's a Maserati, okay? <laughs> so, although that's Italian for breaks down every five miles, but hey. <laughs> But that $150 a day in this particular city is the same price that one of the major car rental companies is offering for an economy. Well, don't forget that the a lot of the rental car companies, you know, after everything went splat in 2020, mm. sold off their stock. Of course, of course. I mean, yeah. you had you had several companies, you know, go under mm-hmm. or at least, you know, file I think it's chapter 11. So they could reorganize. Right. So the fact of the matter is they're trying to make back some money now. Right. Mm. So that's why you're getting $150 for essentially probably a Nissan Micra. You know, one of those little (laughs) clown cars, as I call them. Like, no, thank you. So a a service like Turo, it's the same with Uber. Like, don't Mm. forget, Uber started because people were sick and tired of, you know, the cabbie saying, give me your wallet. Right. You know, so it's this same idea. And again, like Airbnb, you know, hotels charging $200 a night. No, I can get somebody's house for a hundred, hundred bucks, 125. I'll take that instead. Right. Right. So, no, this is something I, I consider for, um, you know, possible upcoming trip, but still to be determined, uh, because I have other trips coming up in the next uh, few months. Oh, um, I wanted to say, um, a couple of quick things, uh, Something I saw on the Japanese news, Neff. There is a um, there is a yakiniku chain um, who they do the, the meat skewers. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they have all you can drink beer, and now they're uh, well. It's it's a might be a common thing in most other places. All you can drink beer, but this beer they literally bring to your table. How so? They actually bring a machine with two taps of the beer, hook up a line, and boom, instant pour your own beer. I think I know where I'm going next in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you the information. Uh, yeah, send it over. 
<laughs> Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. The new all-you-can-drink uh, of Yakiniku-like with the self-serve drinks machine at your table. 550 yen for all-you-can-drink beer. Okay, what they don't tell you, it's 1,000 yen every time you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, they got to make their money somehow. But no, uh, that's the that's the chain, and uh, yeah, it's like one of them is. Uh, well, I'm looking at the picture here provided in the news article. One of them is the Asahi beer, and the other one is a beer that's apparently called Black Highball. Have you ever heard of that? No, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Mm, probably a brand exclusive to Japan. Likely. No. Uh, yes, but we can all we can all dream about the day we're going to go back to Japan. The latest news from Japan is that uh, 7,000 people per day. It looks like uh, on April 1st, they're going to l- raise the limit to 10,000 per day. That includes uh, Japanese and foreigners alike. Still no entry for tourism. Still uh, students... Um, well, actually, this just started this week. Students are now being given priority to enter Japan over the daily cap. So um, they, I guess they want to try to get the students in as quickly as possible so that they can um, start their studies, finish their studies. Remember, uh, the Japanese academic year starts in April, just like a lot of businesses in Japan. So it's very critical to... Um, get the people learning there oh um and also liz mentioned this to us earlier this week um her nephew is scheduled to be an exchange student in japan this fall so congratulations to liz's nephew congratulations it should be a very interesting time i'm sure oh yes um but uh that is a situation uh, still no word when um we'll be able to go back to japan I'm sure the longer we wait, the higher the airfares are going to go because, as we mentioned earlier, demand and oil and everything. So, as, as I like to say, you pay to play. Right. I, I'm. I, I was still. Uh, I'm still thinking about that time, Neff, uh, early on in the pandemic, where we could buy these tickets to Japan and we couldn't do diddly squat because we wouldn't be let in. But I remember at one point Air Canada was doing like $700 round trip from New York, connecting in Toronto and going to Tokyo. Yeah, but again, I'll say, Scare Canada, economy class, to Japan, ow. <laughs> Literally, ow. At least for me. Right. I would, I, would, I would take my chances better in one of the Japanese airlines, which I hear their economy is one of the best. Um, Umi can also vouch for that because I think when she flew to Japan, I think her Trans-Pacific leg was on all Nippon in economy. Mm. So I know, um, you know, the, the, the Japanese hospitality will apply no matter what cabin of service you fly in one of those Japanese airlines. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, it's a long flight, right? So yeah. To be from Toronto, thirteen hours. Mm. So, yeah, things can get a little, te- little testy. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, uh, as we go on here with our streams, uh, if we hear anything 
about Japan travel, uh, you guys will be the first to know, at least when we come on with the next podcast. Um, also, speaking about Planes Neff, you saw the pictures. Um, I'm not going to show these pictures yet, um, but we do have our Sarah Yoshida plane completed. Hooray! Yeah. So you guys remember we fly Flight Simulator from time to time. And we came up with a concept of a Sarah Yoshida plane. Uh, we got the artwork last week. And uh, we contracted with a uh, German art designer to design the airplane for Flight Simulator. So that plane is finished. Um, and we thought about maybe showing it to you guys tonight. Uh, but then we decided, well, this is a Sarah Yoshida airplane. We need to have some of the people involved in Sarah with us in order to christen the airplane, so to speak. Mm. Yes, we want to make sure that it has the full Sarah effect. So, <laughs> um, so we will be hopefully, um, if not next week, then the following week, if we can get some people together, uh, we will be officially, um, you know, uh, taking our champagne and christening the uh, plane Sarah One. That's what it's going to be called. Well, you say that, and I'm just going. Yeah, remember, modern airplanes are very fragile, actually. So if you whack a bottle of champagne against it, you might dent it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the dent that got put in the uh, Norwegian cruise ship. You heard about that, right? No. One of the Norwegian cruise ships, in, uh, I think off of the Dominican Republic, ran, ground, um, ran aground after leaving port. Okay, w w wait a minute. Okay, so it leaves port. What happened? Did it turn around and crash? I guess, I guess it ran into winds and got um, got stuck. <laughs> Oof! That I mean, the cruise industry has enough troubles it is right now. So I'm like, that's yeah. just not what you want to see. <laughs> and with my cruise line of choice too. So <laughs> that's kind of frightening. But hey, yeah, I guess it's like saying, you know. I drive a Ford, you watch another Ford, you know, recall, and you're just going, at least it's not my car mm. yet. <laughs> so um, so instead of doing um, Flight Simulator, we'll probably um, continue on with Great Ace Attorney Chronicles and see how much we can get um, in the span of about an hour. So uh, we will be setting up for that here in just a moment. Uh, and then on Friday, a Friday night would have been a nice night to maybe unveil the plane. But uh, we've already come up with another plan for Friday, Neff, as you well know. Mm -hmm. The boosted course pass from Mario Kart 8 uh, will officially be released on Friday. So we will be joined by some guests to christen the new layouts, so to speak. Um, I hope the new guests have a less taxing time getting, you know, the added the booster pack than I did because Nintendo really, really, really needs to hire somebody to, you know, get their eShop to at least a decent level of user usability. It It, it is a trash fire mm. because first of all, I thought, okay, the expansion pack would probably be in the game. No. It's not. There's no mention of it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. So I go to the eShop. 
and I'm poking her out, and I'm poking her out. I'm like, huh? So I figure, let's just ha- see what happens if I go look for Mario Kart. Sure enough, that's how you get the expansion pack through the through the the, the shop. Mm. But because I'm paying for the online expansion pack, I have to do something else to get it to download. Right. There's two two now, different things. If you have uh, if you have the monthly subscription like Nev has, you get it at no cost. Or you're like me, um, I just buy it outright, and then you just pay one fee, and then you get. I think they're releasing. How much did we say? Um, Sixty eight tracks. Eight tracks for eight. this way, but the, then they're going to be more waves of additional tracks coming until the end of next year. Yeah, I think they said the total was 64, but there will be eight to start. Right. Um, like I said, I'm just going to myself going, okay. Now, I'm curious. How much did it cost in the U.S. to buy the booster pack? Twenty four ninety nine plus tax. Okay. In Canada, thirty two ninety nine plus tax. They must think that the exchange rate is uh, a certain amount then. Or they're just saying, you know what, it's it's Canada, so we'll just you know turn the screws and watch them scream in both in two languages. <laughs> so with that pimp daddy Morocco effect in mind, uh, we'll go to the closing commentary. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, compliments, comments, or concerns about what you hear on these podcasts or on our Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or check out our social media pages. You can do that by going to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, archived versions of this podcast audio style are at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So um, we'll have the stream on Friday. Um, Monday, I'm not sure. We'll, We'll probably have a stream Monday night. Uh, but we will definitely be coming back with the podcast next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we hope you will look forward to all the wonderful things we have for you in store here on Twitch or on Anchor, wherever you watch or listen to us. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching or listening to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast and our Twitch streams, and we'll see you next time.